My name is Jeffrey Sidoris, and this is Iteration 44. Earlier this week, I put up an image on Instagram with the caption, Time for a Reboot. Now, it's basically a glitchy version of my signature logo that I use as my avatar on Instagram and Twitter. And I posted it because I've been spending a lot of time lately thinking about how I use, or in some cases misuse, social media. And I've come to the conclusion that now is a great time to redefine what I want to get from and what I want to bring to the social media platforms that I use. I think I really started to look at it last year when I deleted my Facebook account after more than a decade as a user. I realized that I just wasn't getting much out of it beyond the occasional message from friends who, frankly, know how to get in touch with me outside of Facebook. More and more, it seemed like just a time suck that was distracting me from getting things done. And in terms of sharing what I was making, the more they changed their algorithm, the less people saw what I was sharing. I think it got to about 2 or 3% of my audience. Combine that with their shady ethics and business practices, and the decision was pretty easy. Several months on, and I don't miss Facebook at all. And I've replaced the messaging component, which was really the only feature that I used to any great extent, with WhatsApp, which is a much better solution for my use case. Since it's just a communication app, I'm not plagued with distractions, ads, and requests to play Candy Crush Saga. So with 2018 coming to a close and a newfound sense of social media freedom, I decided to tackle the other platforms that I used to see how I was using them and what value they were bringing versus just being another source of distraction. Other than Facebook, the only social media platforms I really use are Twitter and Instagram. I've got a LinkedIn account, but I rarely even log in because honestly, I've never really seen the value in it. That said, if LinkedIn is working for you, please drop me a line at talkback at jeffreysedoris.com and let me know how you're using it, because as I said, I just don't get it. I feel the same way about Pinterest. I have an account, but I never use it. Now, the elephant in the room is YouTube, but I'll come back to that in a minute. Instagram and Twitter are a little trickier to quit cold turkey. While it's easy for both of these platforms to become massive distractions, The inspiration and connection to other people that I get from each of them makes it much more difficult to simply cut the cord the way I did with Facebook. Although there's some overlap in how I use them, there are also some important differences. The biggest one being that Instagram is visual. Sure, you can upload images to Twitter, and occasionally I do, but I find that I tend to use Twitter more for information news, articles on specific interests, or opinion pieces. And this is really reflected in who I follow. It's also reflected in what I like, tweet, or retweet. For example, I'm much more likely to retweet or comment on something political on Twitter than I am on Instagram. And recently, I've started to refine the people that I follow and assign them to lists according to focus. So NPR and The Guardian and Al Jazeera, for example, are on my news list, while various photographers, artists, and writers are on my creativity list. And using lists, along with saved searches and tags, allows me to stay focused on what I'm looking for rather than just becoming lost in the often overwhelming volume of the Twitterverse. Now, as far as Instagram, I was sort of late to that party. And until recently, I really didn't put a whole lot of thought into how I used it, at least in terms of what I share. Take a halfway decent picture, share it. Simple. 
I never really saw or used Instagram as an extension or representation of my brand. And I know a lot of you are going to have a knee-jerk reaction to that word. I hear you. I do too. It's become one of those words like authenticity, really overused and often simply thrown in as some sort of marketing speak. But here's the thing. If you're a visual artist, that means a photographer, a painter, an illustrator, or you're a maker of things and are sharing photos of those things on your Instagram feed, that feed is a representation of you. That's the storefront. And with only a second or two to get someone's attention as they scroll past your image, are you asking yourself, is this what I want them to see? Or is this my best first impression? For the bulk of the things that I share on Instagram, the answer is no. I haven't been asking those questions, and maybe that's one of the reasons that my audience hasn't really grown. That and the fact that my postings are sporadic at best. The algorithm rewards two things, engagement and consistency. And that's across the board, regardless of what platform we're talking about. I know that I need to be much more consistent with how often I share. And I could also stand to be a bit more purposeful in what I share, but I don't want to lose the... I don't know, personalness of me in the process. We've all seen those sort of look at me type of feeds that seem to be more about showing off than connecting. And while I guess there's nothing wrong with that, it's just not my thing. I want you to see me in what I share and feel like you can reach out and ask a question or start a discussion about it. As I mentioned earlier, YouTube is sort of the wild card in all this. YouTube has recently overtaken Facebook in terms of active users, at least in the U.S., and while it's widely perceived as just a place to watch videos, it's actually the second largest search engine on the web, which makes it hard to say no to as a creative professional or just a maker of things, especially when those things are visual. Despite having three podcasts, I know I need a strong YouTube presence because that's the direction that audiences are moving. I actually do have a channel, it's just pretty anemic at the moment. The only thing there are mirrored episodes of my podcast, which is great for some people. I know quite a few people who use YouTube mainly for audio. Years ago, I used to post Photoshop tutorials as added content for my students when I was teaching, but those have long since gone away. I've actually been thinking about a couple show ideas that would work well on YouTube. One is centered around my painting, and the other is sort of a complement to my podcast Process Driven. I just need to let go of my own self-consciousness about being on camera and do it. And I think I'm close. I've even set an internal date for the first episode of each of the shows to drop. Look, social media is a double-edged sword that can be as simple or as complicated as you want it to be. It's simple if all you want to do is use it to say, I was here, or this is what I think. But using it to build engagement or to grow an audience means that there are more variables to consider. And ultimately, we each need to find our own, I don't know, algorithm, if you will, because one size does not fit all. I'd love to hear how you're using social media. What platforms are you using? What's working? And where could you stand to improve? Let me know at talkback at jeffreysedoris.com. Don't forget to check the show notes for links to a few things you might find interesting, including a fantastic article that was recommended to me by Hugh Brownstone from Three Blind Men and an Elephant, who I had the pleasure of speaking to recently. It's called The Amateur Spirit by Daniel Borston, and if you'll indulge me, I'd like to share a quote that goes, I have observed that the world has suffered far less from ignorance than from pretensions to knowledge. 
It is not skeptics or explorers, but fanatics and ideologies who menace decency and progress. No agnostic ever burned anyone at the stake or tortured a pagan, heretic, or an unbeliever. It's a terrific article. I can't recommend it enough. Check it out. Also, if you love super cool fountain pens or know someone who does, hint, hint, check out Karas Customs. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. They make a line of pens called Stonewash that feature anodized aluminum barrels that look like they've been, I don't know, at the bottom of a backpack or in the glove compartment of an old truck for years. And I mean that as a compliment. The orange barrel with the tumbled aluminum grip is particularly lovely. And finally, I got to see Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse in the theater, and all I can say is, wow. I am typically not a superhero slash comic book movie person, but this flick was fantastic. If it's still in the theater where you live, go see it. I'll include a link to the trailer. Subscribe to Iterations in your favorite podcast app, or you can subscribe to my Everything feed and get Iterations along with Process Driven, In Between, and anything else that I happen to do all in one feed. Just search for Jeffrey Sidoris Everything wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, if you'd like to see some of my paintings or see what else I'm up to, visit my website at jeffreysidoris.com. That's J-E-F-F-E-R-Y-S-A-D-D-O-R-I-S. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter at Jeffrey Sidoris. And I will be back with another iteration next week, and I hope you'll join me. Until then, thank you for spending a bit of time with me. I will talk to you on the next one.